We get dirty, mom. Last week, Rob stood up and surprised us. He's wearing nothing but a banana hammock that goes over your shoulders like a, like a wrestler. But he's all calves and ass, so it was kind of nice. <laughs> now that I think about it, it was like you wore an oversized thong, and the only choice you had was to put it over your shoulders. <laughs> I know it would be good content. I will show mom said video and get her reaction live on the internet. Oh, no. <laughs> mom, do you want to see it video? <laughs> Can I get a hug? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Welcome to episode 29 of the GBP, the Glass Bottom Podcast, if you will. I am Mike. And up to my left, man, the myth, the legend, the internet sensation. Rob, what up, Rob? Oh, hi, how are you? Did you get your boulder holder laundered properly or just tuck it back in your drawer? Uh, I, I laundered it. Good. Downy? Downy fresh? Uh, not downy. I can't. Yeah, tide. Oh, Tide. OxyClean Tide, I hope. Up to my right, the silent assassin. Shards. What up, Shards? Did it shrink at all after you washed it? Lies. Lies. What Nothing about, but lies. What about the singlet? Did that shrink after you washed it? Boom, boom. Oh. I was talking about his penis. Okay. Uh-oh. Do you wash your penis, I hope? Absolutely. Okay. But I mean, do you wash it or do sometimes other people wash it? No, just me. That's me time. Oh, that's where, me time. <laughs> where do you stand on the preemptive wash? What does like, that mean? Well, like before? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Yes. <laughs> but not always. So so where, where do you stand on the preemptive washing of your hands before you use the bathroom? Uh, no, 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 no. Whoa. That's a party foul. That's a party foul. Unless, you, unless you're a mechanic. Yeah, I, and let like you know what no i have done that at work when Why? i because my hands were fucking filthy you don't touch your weenie you throw it over the top of your underwear you, d- you don't touch it okay so now i have to ask you rob because me and mike have had this conversation before and we are differing in opinions are you over the top or are you through the trap door i'm over the top yeah he's over the top you know <laughs> damn right he's over the top did you see him last week with that thing <laughs> i mean you have no choice when you're wearing that thing hell yeah That's true Charge is on the side. What? How does that work? What with the uh, to the side? Huh? Yeah, with the banana hammock, you just kind of pull. It oh, to the oh, side. With the, yeah. You can do. I think chicks in bars do that, but I have no, I have no correlation to that. If I was wearing a g-string, I would do the old side push. But I, I don't. I'm not an expert there. Can't help you. Uh, last week, shards was quoted by most news outlets by saying, "Rob quotations all quads and ass exclamation point." And I stand by that, Rob. That was kind of the review I got from other people. Shards yeah. coined a good one for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I should start calling you Quadzilla. Quadzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the the one thing that kept flashing through my head, I don't know why, is him looking like Fred Flintstone with those Stone Age calves. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Have you ever dressed as Fred Flintstone? No, maybe I should. You got the body and the calves of a Fred Flintstone plus those big weightlifting uh, primordial feet. I think... I think you oh, that would be a great costume. <laughs> I don't know what you got. I don't, is that a is that a is that endearing or is that an insult? It's endearing. If he had those calves, that ass, and teeny tiny feet, it'd be like driving a, a rail spike with a tack. Oh, you wouldn't even be able to stand. <laughs> You'd be so top heavy. <laughs> I got it backwards. It'd be like driving a pin with a sledgehammer. So he's got to have those Fred Flintstone feet. <laughs> 
that's a comment. I meant that in the bestest way. Like you pulled it off. That was, that was great. And a lot of people saw the video and we got nothing but good feedback. I think people because they were scared to give bad feedback. I don't know. Fucking quads like that. I'd be scared too. (laughs) Yeah. Don't forget those calves. Kick me in the next week. Hell yeah. You can stomp rocks in the gravel just like old Fred. Well, they got good feedback from that. So that was great, Rob. You surprised the crap out of us and everybody seemed to like the video on our Insta at the Glass Bottom Podcast Insta. Housekeeping. I don't know that we have any housekeeping. Any housekeeping you guys have? Yeah, man, we crushed no. it last episode. We we redeemed ourselves after that three episode yeah. hiatus we had. Last episode was nice. We tried some different stuff on the previous episodes and now we're back back on track. And thanks for everybody for listening. Got a lot of feedback. Unbelievable. No housekeeping, but we do have Yang and Yin, the bad, the Yang. I just found out from John. I don't, he doesn't have a code name. He doesn't need one, really. Tattoo. Uh, Potster. Call sign Potster. That oh, nice. The guy, Johnny Hardwick, died. What a cool name, though. Sounds like a porn name. Oh, Johnny total, Hardwick. Total porn name. And Absolutely. who called the repairman? No, he was Dale Gribble on the world's greatest cartoon, well, one of the top five. Hank Hill. I'm going to miss Dale a lot. Uh, he always said, if I die... It wasn't natural. So I think there's a conspiracy here. I think the black helicopters got him, Hank. Dale had some great lines. What a great character. Did you watch King of the Hill, Rob? Absolutely. I watched King of the Hill. Great. I know Shards does. Everybody watches King of the Hill. There are so many good moments in that, and most of them revolve around Dale. My favorite is when Dale, that he couldn't be an exterminator anymore. I can't remember why. So he went to a legit business called Stick Tech. And was working at Stick Tech, and because he didn't mind killing things and firing people, he worked his way up, and he was the official fire person. And he would go and just firing people with no heart, and it was hilarious. That was a good episode. Johnny Hardwick. Johnny Hardwick. I don't know why, but the Bobby Hill episode where he's taking karate lessons, but he ends up in the the wrong class. Self defense. Yeah. Self defense. <laughs> yeah. Women's self defense. That episode, and no matter then, how many times I watch it, just freaking kills me. And that brings us back to Rob. Like Bobby Hill excelled at kicking men in the balls to self protect himself. I think with Rob's calves and quads, if we could set up a ball kickometer, like a padded machine where you kick it, I think Rob could generate at least three times the ball kicking power that we could. That's a lot of ball kicking force. You've got a low center of gravity. You got those monstrous calves propelled by those giant quads and those primordial feet. I think you and Bobby Hill should have a groin kick and kick off. Only if you say that's my purse. I don't know you before every <laughs> kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That is a great episode. That is a great. Episode. But Dale Gribble, Johnny Hardwick gone too soon. Although if he smoked like the real Dale Gribble, he's not gone soon enough, but we're going to miss him. That's the bad news. I don't have any good news other than I flew cross country in an aluminum tube to California safely. Uh, Shards, do you have any good news? I do have good news. What is it? I found cheese in my underwear this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it wasn't nacho cheese because that would be somebody else's cheese. What kind of cheese was it? It was Fomundo. It's the infamous smegma cheese? Did it have an aroma to it? Did you sniff it? I didn't, but I put it on some toast and... There's your oh line. my god! There's the long bleep. Boy, that was fast. We're like, oh my god! Oh, oh. Jesus Christ! I told you this guy's the silent assassin. What the fuck? Oh, and okay, another good news. Another good news, though, ever since Rob's video surfaced, everybody has had their memory wiped of the video that I put two weeks ago. You just is- reintroduced it. If you wanted it to die, you would have left it dead. Ah, it'll stay I dead. The switch. I don't know, man. That's a compelling video. Yeah, I but still Rob's video, though, face. to the, to the goodbye horses. 
come on, you can't top that. Plus his attitude prancing around in that thing. He didn't prance around. He he just walked manly and comfortably around in it. That's the part that I took away from it. That's amazing. That takes courage, commitment. I would have been like, oh my God, it's so red. Let me, he's just like, boom, but dun, 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 let me let yeah. the dogs out. And let me, so kudos plus, on plus that. standing up with so much confidence that close to the camera too. And just <laughs> standing there yeah, for all the world to in? see. Were you confident in that your genitals would not explode out of there? Or were you confident in your, what were you, what gives you that confidence? Um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I think the Marshawn response should be legal and conversation ending for forever on this podcast. He pulled, he pulled, claim Marshawn. We'll let him go on that. That's great moments in, in, uh, in our history on the GBP. I think uh, that that statement should be, you know, nationally recognized instead of pleading the fifth. I think we should just say that it should be congressionally just, added as an amendment, but you have to summons the moxie like Rob just did to say it like Marshawn. Marshawn didn't say it. Like I would say it like, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. He said, <laughs> I'm just here. So I don't get fined. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob did that. So Rob, you pulled that off nicely. I must say, thank you. Well, I flew across the country again, uh, people watching. And again, I'm mesmerized by American people and the watching of said people. I didn't see anything completely nutty. But then again, at work, I'm starting to see people like airport people. That's how I'd categorize it. Our workforce seems to have airport people in it. Like we have one guy who walks without moving his arms, little skinny, smart looking gentleman that doesn't move his arms. That's what I was accustomed to seeing at the airport. I didn't see any of those guys. America is definitely plus size. Yoga pants, I did not see yoga pants. They're gone, even on the chicks that should be wearing them. Men in sandals with their feet sticking out and their potato chip toenails. I saw lots of that. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. I don't remember seeing that much of it, but I guess we're getting more casual every year. So my takeaway this year was potato chip toenails on men, okay for sandals on airplanes. So I'm not that's okay a takeaway. That. The other thing was there was a dude in a wheelchair. He had something going on his leg, like something healing on his leg and they wheeled him on the airplane this guy was pretty out of it dumped him in one of the bulkhead seats that i was going to sit next to him to get leg room that's another story and i looked at his leg and i'm like if that ain't i just mitch mcconnell if that ain't <laughs> leprosy i just mitch mcconnell some chick touched me twice on my elbow and i forgot what i was doing it looked like leprosy and so they just dump him in a seat in the front there and his head's down and he looks like he's out of it and then they just let him fly and I sacrificed legroom to not sit next to a guy with leprosy on his leg. And he didn't have a sock on. It was barefoot, leprosy foot, bare oh. leg, oh. and just right there on the airplane. And it was crazy. Uh, oh, so I looked back, right? And it, I, I had a pretty good loading position. And I saw that it looked like there were seats open in the, the 747-800s only have two seats that have legroom. They've found a way to take it from six seats that have legroom and only two seats. So I get back there and there's a, a dude sitting in the one side on the right, but it turned out it was a Southwest guy that I didn't know is the steward. eye, the male stewardess. It didn't look like a stewardess. And then Undercover a purse. stewardess. Well, he didn't look like a stewardess, but I, so I look at there's a, the purse in the seat and then there's a woman in the seat next to it. And the next seat was empty. So I cut in there and I see her purse. No, it was a backpack. So I lifted that backpack up. And handed it to her, and she goes, oh, I'm saving that for my husband. And I got my balls finally sprouted. I finally hit puberty. I said, no, you're not. I'm sitting here. Because he wasn't there, and I tightened Karen up. So Karen had a little soliloquy to me. And then uh, the undercover Southwest guy just said, come sit over here. This one's empty. So she's like, I guess we'll just sit on that side. Well, I didn't know that huh. seat was empty. 
<laughs> so then the, the the husband finally comes on. He's like five foot four, salt and pepper hair. And he's like, what are you doing over there? And uh, she goes, just come here. And sat down and, and they, she told him and he looks over at me and mean mugs me and go, did he move my backpack? And she goes, no, 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 I did. No, no, I did. And I just said, gave him the old, hey, what do you want to do about this? So I got the leg room, boy. That's and neat. I didn't have to sit next to leprosy. You should have stood up and just said, you got something to say? That's not me, though. I don't have cash. Oh, you got to You got to complete it. That's full circle. Uh, yeah. You, you can't, you can't get me. that far and then just be like, you know what? It's fine. I'm learning to not be a teddy bear, but I'm uh, proud of myself because I used to would have just been like, oh, well, that's I didn't. OK, but no, man, I handed her that bag and said, no, I'm take." I said, I, no, I'm sitting here. Booyah. Yeah, you got the that thing, far, and then you couldn't do the stand up and say, "What are you gonna say?" Because you're fucking uh-huh. seven foot tall. They would, uh-huh. you would be towering over me. Be like, "Oh, I got nothing to uh-huh. say. I ain't got nothing to say." Well, if this happens again, I'll go one more step in my progress of becoming a fully grown human man, and I will stand up. But I figuratively stood up for myself, and I'm pretty proud. I had leg room for three out. You know, it was a short flight to Austin. Sidebar: You've been to Austin, Charge, right? Yeah. That town is kicking. Hell yeah! Have you been? You been to Austin, Rob? Uh, I don't think I've been to. Oh, I have been to Texas. Uh, that town is kicking. Austin's I've never been out of the either. airport. I know Rob, uh, Joe Rogan, king of all podcasts, hail to the chief. He uprooted and went to Austin. I thought Austin would be a little Texas flat shithole town. It's a beautiful city, got a skyline. Which universities are shards? Is it University of Texas and Texas A&M? I'm probably getting people yelling at their, at their headphones. I saw well, I lots of both shirts. I think it's Texas A&M. It might be both. It's a it's a decent sized town, it, and it's not yeah. like a it's not a shithole like Houston. Sorry for anyone who's from Houston, but I'm not, Houston's I'm a freaking shithole. Houston's shit a shithole, and it's hot. Yeah, Austin's Fuck nice, Houston. and the way that it's set up too, because it's 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 a little higher elevation. Yep, there's it, hills. The, the weather is nicer there. Like even though it gets hot, uh, you can still handle it better than anywhere else in Texas, and it's beautiful. The the towns on the outskirts too, beautiful. Yeah. From the bird's eye view and what I saw from the airport, that's a nice town. I underestimated, uh, underrated Austin by me because I'm under a rock, but I would live there. It looks like it's got everything. The airport was rad too. Nice restaurants, good looking, happy Texas people that everyone had Texas something on their fucking clothing, especially the university. I saw both A&M and UT there and the chicks, uh, the chicks talking like a crusty old pervert. The ladies were very pretty. The college age ladies were like college age ladies. It was cool. I liked Austin. Please yeah. don't move there, Shards. Please don't move oh, there. It's uh, on the list of if we move to Texas, that's God where we're probably going. It. I hope they got good internet so we can keep doing this. Well, yeah. Austin, well, Texas A&M, thumbs up. Go, Austin. Plus, that Waco, was cool. Waco's only an hour away, too, if you live in Austin, and they have a wave pool, like one, like a state-of-the-art, one of the greatest wave oh, pools. I think I could see Waco because there was this plume of black smoke and Janet Reno standing under it, like giving a fist bumps to all these FBI guys. <laughs> That's a callback, Rob. This is too far back for you to understand. Uh, I I know what Waco is. <laughs> oh. So are you familiar with Janet Reno, who's kept me from impregnating women since I first saw her on TV? If you if you close your eyes and think about Janet Reno, you will not be getting anybody pregnant. I hope. I actually don't know who that is. Well, if you need birth control, look up Janet Reno. Uh, <laughs> so my flight into Austin, great. Flying out of Austin, uh, I had a, even a better seating assignment, and it was by the time I got there, it was full of five foot six people that didn't need it. So I was pissed. I mean, mugged them. They could have stood up and I, I was mean mugging them, but whatever. My knees were in my friggin' chair and I was so uncomfortable. 
but uh, I listened to podcasts and I had a good time. Good flight. Uh, again, with the stewardess demographic, uh, it seems like they're all on Southwest. A lot of beautiful older ladies who work really hard to keep their looks up. A lot of hair. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, layering their hair color and skin appliques and stuff. You know, they work, they're working hard at it. So I don't know why they can't recruit young ladies. Maybe the pay is not good enough for OnlyFans, but that was a demographic like 49 to 50 year olds. It used to be hot uh, 22 year olds at Southwest. Well, they were all great. Even the effeminate dude that made me look like the seat was taken. Seats taken, Forrest. Uh, but the service was great and everything was on time. So hats off to my flight. Everything went great. And uh, here I am at my mama's house, Cassidy Mama. We've been eating good, drinking good, and everything's going cool. Last night was bingo night at the Moose Club, which I talked about previously, but there's there's a new wrinkle. Uh, we went last night and we sat down and my mom talked to her friends and there was this lady, I would have said she was like 75. Uh, her name was Violet. And she sat across most at bingo. She's 99 and she looks like Whoa. she's just hit 70. Wow. Sharp as a tack. She could hear instead of being like, what do you say? She could hear everything. First, a 65-year-old guy was kind of hitting on her, buying her drinks, believe it or not. And uh, she's like, sit down. I'm going to show you how to play cards. And she pulls out a deck of cards, like a saloon back in the 1800s. And she starts playing this card game with and teaching him a card game. Meanwhile, he's buying her Jack and – no, rum and Cokes. We were there for like two hours. She put back two or four full rum and Cokes. And she couldn't have been more than 98 pounds soaking wet, including her underarm flaps, which nobody cares about when you're 99 sharp as attack walk like a champ 99 and still kicking and she was great and she told us me and my mom in a moment of uh discussion she goes i drink i play cards and i play bingo that's the secret to getting to 99 <laughs> all right <laughs> you know what's funny is every person who lives to an extreme advanced age yeah. every time they ask them what's the secret it's always fucking something bonkers that's bonkers she admits straight up she's drinking. My mom told me a story that someone else from the Moose Club had told her when she first met Violet like 20 years ago at the Elks Club playing poker. She still plays poker against men and everybody at the Elks Club. Every week she plays poker. And uh, she told her, like, I'm here because I drink, I play cards, and I'm looking for a man. <laughs> <laughs> She Jeez. was a kick in the ass. I had so much fun watching her, you know, talk to people and just, she seemed like she's young at heart. It was great. And even better than that, she hit two bingos. So she won sitting there drinking uh, rum and Cokes and talking to men. She, she won almost $200 after spending just 40 and she's running double quadruple bingo cards. So each bingo card has four sections on it. I tried that last time I was here and I get totally lost. In the time it, he calls a number, you got to go through all those lines and mark with the blotter, your bingo thing. I can't do it. Old 99-year-old Violet, no problem. Did she miss any numbers? Fuck no. Two bingos. Couldn't believe it. This lady was just living such a charm life. It was great. God bless Violet. Meanwhile, when my mom's rubbing her elbows with all her friends, my mom's 80 and she's got friends younger. They're all like, oh, my breast cancer came back. My this, my daughter has that. Like It just brings you back to the world where like, a lot of humans don't go that far and most of them are really sick when they do. So to be so blessed to get to 99 and just be able to stand up after drinking four rum and Cokes, winning at cards and just prance your happy ass out the door without a walker or a cane. Oh, what a life. Amazing. You know what she's seen? Airplanes, cars, roads, it's just unbelievable. World War II. 
Korea, Vietnam, nuclear bombs. And she still remembers it all. Like she's got it. What a gift. Hats off to Violet. She was the best part of this trip so far. I was hanging out with her and watching her win all my money. Imagine all the things you can see in a hundred years. Well, in that hundred years, I will argue is the greatest ever. If you went, if you lived a hundred years before that, you're still shitting in an outhouse. You're still riding a horse or a buggy. Nothing's flying over your head, but birds shitting on your head. She went from nothing to the moon in her lifetime. She went from barely any airplanes to the moon. You're never going to top that. Like that That's change crazy. of humanity. We're going to change a lot, but I don't think you're ever going to find a yeah. slice of life. Well, yeah. The, the level of technological advancement in the last hundred years, I don't think will match the next hundred years because we'll, we're expecting it at this point. Yeah. And the things that are going to change won't be that. What levitation instead of airplanes, that would be the next leap, like where everybody could put a backpack on and levitate. That would be the leap she saw basically in my head or teleporting. Yeah, so teleporting would be wild. Drink, play cards. And look for men, Rob. That's the secret. And that's already what he's doing, dude. You're going to live forever. I'm there. <laughs> I haven't seen him play cards, though. I haven't seen him play cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. the last <laughs> thing about her. When she whipped that deck of cards out, 99, like, you think their hands, you know how most older people have, like, the arthritic twisted up hands and all that. She whips a deck of cards out, and she does the perfect shuffle. Then she does the riffle, the upwards. Yeah. And then she shuffles it again and just slides it over and goes, you cut. He cuts it. Her manual dexterity at 99 was unbelievable. This chick is gold, and God bless her. Violet, I love you. You're amazing. I hope I get to 99 because I'm going to drink and I'm going to play cards. <laughs> Hopefully I won't chase men, but when you're that old, you've done everything else. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not planning on it, but, I mean, it's got to be boring at some point. Gas prices out here are astronomical. I filled up my mom's van, $80 for uh, three-quarters of a tank of fuel. But Jesus. the thing I noticed is, yeah. And my family, we only buy gas at clubs, Sam's Club, Costco Club. Uh, I think that's all the clubs I can think of. The gas stations here seem pretty abandoned. I started paying attention to that, and it seems like everybody buys it at clubs. The lines are astronomical to get gas at Sam's and Costco, but you drive by the Union 76, and there's like nobody. That's weird. How do they stay in business if no one's buying gas there? But they do. It's fucking expensive. Very expensive. The other weird thing is we just came from Winco, which is a cool store out here. The fresh fruits and vegetable area, just standing room only. People everywhere. You have to like say, excuse me, to grab an avocado. Then you get into the processed food area and it's crickets. There are a couple scooters. What do you call those hover rounds? You know, opening the door for a Stouffer's lasagna. But everybody else is in the fresh fruit and vegetable area and they've got so much stuff. Ours is like Walmart. You know, what do they have? One of everything, and that's just about it. Here they have like two of everything. Everything looks brand new, fresh. They get such good food out here, dude. And the people know it. But I also noticed there's two demographics that really scour the fruits and vegetables. And it seemed like it was uh, Asian Americans and Mexican Americans. Like, I just grab a couple of fucking avocados, throw them in a bag. These people are inspecting them, giving them like harsh looks, then looking at the price, and then looking back at the fruits and vegetables, and then sniffing them and then then they buy them so i just noticed that there is a demographic split on how much we inspect our vegetables rob do you look at your bananas and your fruits when you uh when you buy them some of them like god put me on the spot with that one like tomatoes i inspect tomatoes like a motherfucker watermelon you thump the watermelon against your head not against my head no oh shard just thumped his head are you ripe shards Speaking yeah. of that, you shards, I saw an Asian American lady. She picked up a square of blueberries in one of those clear blueberry holder things, over the shoulder blueberry holder. Now, I would have just like looked at the top, shook it, and then put it in the cart. 
she looked at it from every angle. So that's what, eight sides, side one, side eight, all eight. And then she sniffed it and then she stepped back and she looked at the price and then she looked at it again and then she put it in her cart. That's the level of produce. <laughs> that's the level of produce scouring. Do you have half of that in you? When you go buy produce, do you do half that much? Well, this morning I was examining my banana and I noticed that I had cheese in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Banana plus cheese is not a delicacy. <laughs> but ultimately, that was a good thing, right? You found cheese in your underwear. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, well, I do so have far. a fascination with uh, with examining food, though. I'm the weirdo when I eat. I smell my food. I do that, too, but that I have an olfactory But, but not like obsession. smell like, like absorbing the aromas, but more like... Each piece? Yeah. That's how you get more pleasure. Wine people do that, and then they're snobs, so there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, dude. When I drank wine, I would do the same thing. <laughs> Imagine what you smell could smell with my things. beak. Oh, probably smell <laughs> the cheese things. in my underwear. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I thought it was your oh, pre-made God. lunch, your high-protein lunch. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, you're not, you're not at the level... How can you taste it? You've obviously tasted it before, Rob. I can't taste it. I can imagine it, but I'm properly circumcised. Yourself. I'm not a heathen. When you're wearing a over-the-shoulder boulder holder that far up your ass, you're tasting something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom behind me is apologizing for getting me circumcised. I, for one, am not sad she did it. You lose tens of thousands of nerves, but, uh, you know, I have to think about baseball and Janet Reno anyway, so goodbye nerves. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you didn't. I know. It'd be <laughs> one pump chump no matter how hard you tried. Worse than that, I would be like, hey, my name is Mike. <laughs> Mike, my name, is, my name is Mike. But to that note, I've never grown cheese in my underwear, and that's thanks to my mom and dad for making the conscious choice to. Plus, I, my kids are too, and the, the best reason I did was... I think it increases your chance for a blowjob. Uh, mom doesn't. My mom is weighing in on whether circumcision gives you a better chance of a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? No. Uh, my mom's obviously biased. I don't know what her, what does she know about circumcision and blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> if my mom gave blowjobs, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh well we used up our bleep so that one's gonna make it on i'm so sorry oh my god what were we talking about before we got on the circumcision rat hole we were talking about something well let's change the subject uh i kidnapped artemis prime's uh groot i was gonna steal it like i usually do he's got a little groot plushie he loves groot and deadpool and anime and uh I don't know if I mentioned the last time I was out here, I stole it and all around California, I took pictures of his little Groot guy, just his head around famous stuff, you know, like the Golden Gate Bridge or uh, the Hollywood sign, all the cool stuff in California. And then I kept sending him ransom emails like, here's Groot enjoying himself in California. So I stole him again. But so did Roadrunner. After I did that, the first time Roadrunner stole him. Do you remember that, Shards? Yeah. So Roadrunner actually went to Prague and Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. And uh, he's like, I want to do the same thing. So I was like, okay, take the damn thing and take pictures where people will recognize, you know, where Groot's at. So he'll, oh my God, my little stuffed animal's in Prague. So first he sends him a ransom note, like a joke. I, I told him, don't do it, don't do it. So the day, the day he's leaving before he gets on the, before he leaves the factory, he sends an email to his work email for Artemis and says, I've got Groot. He's going to have a good time. His email 
was his name spelled backwards. <laughs> what? Yes. His email is his name spelled backwards. Artemis so, Prime deciphered that immediately. I mean, so then he goes over and says, hey, what's up with Groot? And he had to be like, oh, I don't have him. <laughs> well, it turned into just I'm taking him and there's nothing you can do about it. So then he takes him to Ireland and Prague and he takes pictures of him next to like indescript buildings. Like, oh, here he is in front of an indescript building. <laughs> well, that's from Triple X. Number yeah, three yeah, with yeah. Vin Diesel. That's the, the remember where he walks outside and throws a cigarette and spits. He's in front of that building. <laughs> Instead of like welcome to Ireland or Prague, welcome to Prague. He took it like at the Guinness Beer Factory, so it looks like he's at a Guinness Beer uh, pub. Like here I am in front of a Guinness sign. Hey, so Art, Arthur's like, where's he at? I'm like, that's the Guinness Beer Factory in Ireland. So the fun was all gone. He he saw some great stuff, but the pictures were so bad. You, you just think, oh. He's traveling somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I got him again. This time I couldn't kidnap him because I didn't think ahead. I, I was really behind before I got there, before I got on vacation. So I just went up to him and gave him the old hand him over and he didn't want to do it. And I said, hand him over. Or I'm taking Deadpool. He handed him over and now me and Groot are going to have a good time. So I'll be emailing him pictures of Groot in front of stuff other than random buildings and beer factories. It's going to be fun. That's one of my favorite pranks. I learned that on David Letterman back in the back in the day. The first time I saw it, David Letterman had a kid on. He had stolen this old lady's lawn gnome. And I forgot what his job was, but he traveled like for a year. Maybe he was doing it for pleasure. But he took this old lady's gnome that he knew across the street and took pictures of the gnome everywhere around the world. He traveled the globe and sent her postcard, picture postcards. That's how you had to do it back then. And finally, when he was done, he came back to her, gave her the gnome. He spray painted a tan on it and gave her the gnome back and all the pictures. So that was a pretty cool idea I stole. That's what I'm doing with Groot. Although Artemis's last words were, this time don't touch his twig. To that, all I could say is, well, he looked me in the eyes and he said, I am Groot. So I touched his twig. I mean, he said it. <laughs> he asked me to. <laughs> he asked me to. And if there's, if there's leaves on the baseball field, it's time to play ball. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of touching twigs, how about that deuce at work? Isn't he a piece of work? What a oh, piece. Oh, deuce. He doesn't listen to podcasts. He'll never hear this. He's got a broken windshield on his Hummer. He he's dropped stuff. He's like the worst, right? The worst. Yeah, he doesn't listen to our podcast, so he's never going to hear this. Today Fuck he was dudes. trying to doesn't take he? that uh, sleeve off of that one receiver. Uh huh. Fuck the whole thing up again. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I'm afraid it's not going to come out. It'll come out, but you don't want Deuce to do it. Get someone qualified like uh, Capital G or Sleepy. Get Sleepy to do it. Yeah. And Deuce, you know, all he does, he, he sits down there in the gun cleaning area, pretending like he's working, complaining about the heat. He shows up late every day. Like, he's a total piece of work, that Deuce. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He'll never hear this. Hey, that last doesn't bit was true. Doesn't listen to it by proxy? Well, Ramon plays it, Poppy Coulomb, but Deuce doesn't listen. He's too old for our demographic. Like, Deuce is like 22, going to college. He's too old for our demographic. Yeah, I got old. stickers on my water bottle. So does Shards. Deuce probably doesn't. He drinks bottled water like a snobby yeah, old guy. A water bottle. Where's yeah. your Yeti, Deuce? Where's yeah, your Deuce, Yeti? Where, where is your Yeti? I don't think he knows anything about guns. Have you ever heard him say anything cogent about guns? I haven't. Wow. Long time. Every no, time he picks really one up to clean it. it or to build it or to do anything, he looks at it as if it's the first time he's ever seen it. Every time. Yeah. He asked me if I flip this to fire, will it catch flames? And I said, no. No, Deuce. That's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to go get a magazine and he brings back a people. Oh, what? yeah. Fucking deuce, man. That guy. 
And the broke, did I mention he has a cracked windshield on his Hummer H2? I mean, he has a Hummer H2. That alone disqualifies him from coolness. And then a broken windshield? I mean, come on, Deuce. He also showed me a glamour shot, like Napoleon Dynamite. And he's like, this is my girlfriend. She lives in Europe. So he just pulled a playbook from uh, Napoleon Dynamite oh, on yeah. how to pretend I, you have I a girlfriend. I asked him what her name was, and he said, no, man, you wouldn't know her. Yeah. <laughs> I said, <laughs> a different country. <laughs> and I said, where in Europe? And he goes, Europe. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I asked him, like, what's your favorite gun? He's like, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> shot yeah and he's going i think he's going to school in orlando probably like valencia community college like the worst community college in all of florida i guess he flunked out and couldn't get into ucf they admit everybody you know i don't know anybody can't get into ucf but old deuce couldn't i think he's studying like sanitation processes and engineering or uh hole digging or something fucking deuce fucking you sure his name's not douche yeah why do we call him deuce and not douche we call him deuce because there was already a person in our uh area with the same name yours truly there can't be two of me. You know what I'm saying? So I said, deuce, and it stuck. Now I should have called him douche. I think so. He's a terrible person. Terrible. 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 And he doesn't listen to his podcast, so that makes him, he won't hear it and he's a terrible person. Terrible. Terrible. He doesn't listen to his podcast, so obviously he has no taste. And the reason we're doing this roast is because he doesn't listen to our podcast and I'm butthurt, so I told him I was going to trash him. We didn't get around to it last week, but I trashed him good. I think we all trashed him. Up yours, Deuce. Listen to our podcast or I'm going to keep trashing your fake name. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a great dude and he's uh, he's incredible, but he doesn't listen to our podcast. So that's what you get, right? He's too good for us. Yep. Uh, the government UFOs exist. We all knew this. I think, didn't you have a UFO story, Shards? Did I have one? I thought your friends or something, when you were gone, saw UFOs and you believe them. Rob, you got a UFO story? I don't. Boy, this podcast is nosediving. I don't have a direct one. I want one. I'm going to drive home with my kid, hopefully down Area 51 Highway, the extraterrestrial highway in uh, Utah and Nevada. And uh, since I didn't get molested by the Catholic Church, I'm hoping the aliens will come through and show me that I have some self-worth and that, you know, I'm I'm worth loving too, right? Have you heard all the stuff that's been coming out of South America? Uh, No. Oh, we're like everybody with cell phones in a certain area films all this weird shit? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of that. They're filming like seven foot tall, <gasps> green goblin-esque looking aliens. They're calling them face peelers. What? Oh, shit, Mike, you were in South America? Yeah, I was. I was just down there to catch crabs, if you know what I mean, and get some jungle rot. No, I haven't seen those. I've seen where like people are looking at something in the sky and there's like 100,000 people holding their phones up at this thing going, ba 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 And then there's and nothing up there? I didn't see it, but how are that many people going to point? The Blue Angels wouldn't get that many people pointing their phones in the sky. But uh, one of the accounts that went on that Senate hearing or whatever was from Vandenberg, an obelisk, like a 700-foot glowing obelisk, came out of the water in my hometown, Vandenberg Air Force Base, and hovered over the space launch area and then disappeared. And that was one of their official accounts that was declassified and accepted by the Air Force. So that was pretty stunning to me because it was a hometown alien. Now, Lompoc's full aliens, but they're just from Mexico, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I was told. I haven't been there, but that's what I was told. But no one's taking pictures of that type. They have to float or have face peelers. My dad had some, my dad was very ambiguous at what he talked about. And he told me a few like, well, here's what I saw. But he just glossed over what he saw. And he's like, believe me, there's shit out there, kid. There's shit out there. Well, I've seen things in it. And my dad's not a bullshitter kind of guy that I knew of. So I think my dad saw stuff. And 
my friends, when I went in the army and left, uh, I came back after I got out and talked to those friends and they're like, dude, right after you left, we were all up on, we used to climb up this, they called the crevice. It was like a 50 foot deep crevice. There's like only two feet wide caused by erosion. And then it's pitch dark and there's zero light. You just kind of feel your way. It was cool. You, you had to feel your way up climbing up steps and over obstacles. Cause it's a hundred percent dark. And then you get to the top and you're at a mountain, a hill overlooking the valley with the city of Lompoc in the bottom. Lompoc, I'm just kidding. And we used to go up there after work and drink some beers and hang out and have fun. And then uh, they were like, dude, a few weeks after you left, shout out to Jeff. And I can remember who else was there. And they're like, we're just laying up there, just doing our thing. And all of a sudden these lights came and just shot right at, right at us at different speeds. And then they just kind of hovered over us silently. And then just boom, it was gone. Like, choo streaks out of sight so that's another ufo sighting from people i believe that weren't like hey by the way let's let's tease mike with a fake ufo sighting so i believe i believe i don't know what they're doing or what they want dmt (laughs) (laughs) you don't think they can make that on their own we talked in our early shitty proto webs that like there must be crashes because they obviously have daves like us like oh shit oh i'm too low oh yeah but uh even advanced intelligence civilizations probably have daves and uh karen's so I believe that we have parts of spacecraft that got crashed. But you'd think if you develop the intelligence to come this far that fast that you have collision avoidance, unlike Roadrunner who turned all of his off. Maybe that's what they do. Or like fucking hop into the <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate how this beeps off. at me every time. It starts <laughs> yeah. turning every time it I'm about to hit a planet. Every time I'm about to hit a planet, it beeps at me. Fuck that click. <laughs> every time I try and turn into an asteroid, it it shakes the steering wheel click. We're turning that shit off, right, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, New Mexico. Pow. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, but I haven't tuned into it too much, but it's all the buzz. And uh, I just think it's the f- government and the world order just saying, hey, look over here. We're going to tell you that aliens exist because we've, we've got information, but don't look over here while we're ass raping you from a different direction. We're not a political podcast, but that's what's happening, I think. I believe that. I think. Rob, any UFO stories? You've been probed? No, I wish I had a UFO story. You lived in Utah. That's a hotbed for UFOs. I know. I know. Nothing. And I, I don't have any. Well, somebody write us in. Send us a, send us your UFO stories because I believe I just I want to see one with my own eyes and I want to be probed. So sidebar, everybody, we'll put the link in the bio or on Insta or whatever the social medias are. One of the best skits of SNL ever. I've watched SNL since I was a kid is... I just boomered again. Kate McKinnon playing a, a bar fly that got abducted along with two regular people. And uh, they all have different experiences and hers is the worst. And it's so fucking funny. Everybody cracks. All the characters start laughing at what she says. So SNL, Kate McKinnon, abduction. That's my UFO story. I'm sticking to that. Damn it. Mom, you want to talk to these guys? We don't know what they're going to ask. It'll probably be stuff about me like, What's the dumbest thing Mike ever did? Or did Mike ever touch himself as a baby? I don't know. All right. Ask my mom stuff. Here, put the headphones on. That's Shard. Hi, Shard. And that's Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, my sweet, precious mommy. (laughs) (laughs) So, So what can we call you? Should we call you Mike's mommy? Just call me Mary. Mary. Mother. Mother Mary. Mother Mary. Mother Mary. Mother. Mother Mary. Oh, mother. I like it. I like it. <laughs> mother Mary. Mother right. Mary. How tall are you? 5'9". How, how is Mike so tall? He's like seven feet. 
Well, it was a hot night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you got any embarrassing stories about Mike? No, he was a perfect little angel. Tell him the truth. Perfect did he, little angel. Did he ever? I peed in my room once. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever try to hide something from you, but you no. knew that he did it? No, no, no. Only uh, probably once. But see, I have a like ESP mm-hmm. and I knew they did stuff before they even were going to do it. That's right. I knew they did stuff before they told me. And in fact, when Mike, you know, he wasn't planning on having a baby and I had a dream and I called his house and I said, what's going on? Oh, nothing. And I said, really? And he said, God damn it, Carol, I told you she knew. They hadn't told anybody that they were pregnant. <laughs> they discussed results that day. And I knew. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we were laughing today. See, I worked emergency room and we were laughing today because uh, his friend would on weekends race dirt bike races, you know, over in Santa Maria. And these kids had come in there with their, you know, broken legs and stuff. And I'm safe because I got all this, you know, this equipment. I'm safe. And so one Saturday he said, well, I'm going to race with Mike. And I said, OK, but when you fall you don't come to my hospital. You go to the emergency room across town. Don't you dare come to my emergency room. I want time to deal with it. So I get home from work and I said, well, how'd the races go? Oh, okay. How'd you do? Well, I didn't have the money to sign up. And he just fessed to me today that I had scared him and he didn't race. (laughs) 50 years later, I hear that he was scared to, he was scared to race. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, I saved his butt. Come on. Yeah, he's too tall to be doing that. And then there was a time they were supposed they had two or three weeks to make a pinata. He and Mike Newell had two or three weeks. What was it, two or three weeks? Oh, it was a month. A month to make a pinata. And I come home from work one day, and there they are plastering this balloon. They don't know what they're going to make, but they got to make something paper mache. And I said, when's it due? tomorrow (laughs) i hopped in the car and went to the emergency room and got the quick setting plaster for splints yeah we plastered that balloon up and his sister was going off to dance lessons and she said oh you're not gonna have that done tonight well time she got through with dance lessons that plaster had set up and they had you know did the tissues on the outside covered it and while they were doing it, they were saying, well, we're going to, they want one, you know, somebody to, to donate a pinata for class tomorrow. And he, he, ours is made out of plaster. Let's donate ours. <laughs> <laughs> you do, and I will kill you. I will kill you. So they didn't do it. That's awesome. And in fact, when we were clearing out, clearing out his dad's house, there's that pinata. Yeah. Still time. there. Yep. Wow. Hang on. She should tell you about how she found my Playboy collection when I was like 12 and she didn't say anything. I thought I pulled a master caper. He hit him in the laundry room, for Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) And I brought him out. I said, are these yours? He said, yeah. I said, well, then what the hell are they doing in the laundry room? Why don't you have them out here so the whole family can see them? Uh (laughs) (laughs) It it took all the fun out of it. It it took all the fun out of it. (laughs) 
Did Mike ever tell you about how he watched a Super 8 film one time? No. What Super 8 film? (laughs) 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 I taught him all he knows. Run the damn thing. (laughs) Super 8 film? (laughs) What? Oh well, you couldn't do anything. You didn't. You couldn't do anything at twelve. So I'm not concerned. (laughs) 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 Eh, No big deal. Oh no. (laughs) No, he was a good kid. Good kid. Didn't get into drugs. Didn't get into drugs. Wasn't out stealing. Wasn't out. He was polite to everybody. So I have no complaints. Oh, so he was boring. No, we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun. He was taking you golfing and get you beer. When I was yeah, I took him golfing. He sips a beer here and there, you know. Sure, sure. How did you feel when he joined read, the army? How did I feel when he joined the army? Uh, well, it's always hard when your last one leaves home. Right. And I, t- well, it was ridiculous when he signed up with his scores, he could have done anything. And he come home and he said, I said, well, what'd you sign up for? Infantry. <laughs> I said, infantry. <laughs> I want to be a grunt. I don't want to do I want to be a grunt. I said, you know, they may ship your ass to Korea. And, they did. and he got out of basic training and called and they sent me to F in Korea. And it was cold. I had to send him. What was that? Polypropylene. Polypropylene underwear because he was freezing his butt off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I was I was an Air Force nurse, so, you know, military is not, not a big deal with me. I enjoyed it cool. back in the early 60s, early, early, <laughs> <laughs> early, early 60s. Oh, can't believe I'm 81. My God. Oh, well, what else did you have? He was a good kid. Is it is it true that Mike would have his sister wear his pants for him? So that she would break them in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'd break them in. And then because she liked them, <laughs> she liked them tight and he liked them loose. So they were the same size. So she'd wear them till they, you know, they got loose. And yeah, they were both happy. Yeah. <laughs> so were they girl pants, though? So Mike wore girl pants? They weren't girl pants, were they? They zipped up the front. Nobody could tell. Boys. You'd have to unzip them to find out if they were boy or girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was going on then, too? <laughs> no. No. Not really. What else did you do, Mike? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Well, I, was probably, I was probably in on it with you. Yeah, you were very nice about that. Well, hang on. Let me, let's show you Rob's video, see what you think. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to show her Rob's video and get her live reaction on the air. This is Rob. Can you see it? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Look how comfortable he is. Oh, yeah, he looks comfortable. <laughs> oh, oh no. Did you, you see do, his calves, though? Don't you do that. Calves or calves in the picture? Mom! <laughs> <laughs> He's got 
calves. I ain't seen no calves. I'm a butt woman. I don't even oh. care. Oh, you're in luck. Rob's all ass and quads. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like what's his name, the football player, Vince. Vince Ferragama. Vince Ferragama. Oh my God, nice bunt. Remember the L.A. Rams? Vince Ferragama. No, they're all, this interview's over. She's got her commitments, and we've given you a solid ten. That she's gonna have to move on. <laughs> and don't and don't run this to see my daughter see it. Oh my God. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, Thanks, Mother Mary. Thank you, Mama. That was great. Well, that's where I got my sense of humor. She told me five dirty jokes just today, so that's where I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were going to pry for the real deep stuff. Thank, Good job, guys. Thanks for not uh, – she would have told you anything. I told you. She would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whew. Well, it that was, was fun. It was funnier to ask her about stuff we already knew just to hear her say it. <laughs> yeah. She uh she's a pistol and I love her to death and she's funny. She's so funny. And she used to make me watch like not make me. We'd watch Carol Burnett and all the good funny shows together and just laugh and laugh. So that was cool. I love my moms. I'm out here f- for a few more days. Oh mom, we'll edit everything out. <laughs> she doesn't listen either. No. And then uh I'm gonna be traveling next week all across the country with my kid, taking pictures and doing hijinks. So we'll have plenty of content the week after that, and it'll be a blast. Y'all got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, this morning, I found cheese in my underwear. Huh? <laughs> 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 uh, oh, God. Well, that was a surprise again. I don't know how. Did And you made a sandwich out of it, and the rest got bleeped. So thank God for that. Rob, <laughs> did you find any cheese in your underpants this morning? Hell no. Me Just neither. Dental floss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the number one leading cause of ass decay is not flossing your ass. And Rob has a very non-decayed ass. My mom oh. attests to that. <laughs> <laughs> you attest that Rob clearly flat flosses his ass on the regular basis, right? Yeah, my mom said she would think so. It's official. She's a nurse. She's a nurse. (laughs) 48 years she's been looking at asses and yours is well flossed, Rob. I wish you would have had time to look at your calves, but maybe I'll show her the video again right before she goes to bed. She can comment on your calves. She just didn't see any calves in that picture. (laughs) You missed the point. God damn it. Well, this was fun, y'all. And uh, I'll be gathering content uh, if no one's gotten us. Rob, you don't have something to say before we go? Oh, my God. I I found cheese in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. I'm traveling the country. See you. You heard the show. Now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Be a friend. Tell a friend. And subscribe anywhere you find your podcast catch you on the next one.